Good evening. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We'd like to welcome you to Pineview Church Wednesday night Bible study. This is my wife, Brenda Meadows. I'm Anthony Meadows. And we're going to continue in our Bible study that we've been uh, talking about over the past four or five months on transformation. Uh, first of all, we'd like to thank everybody for all their prayers for our family and uh, their support that we receive. We, we appreciate it, and God bless you for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, getting into the lesson, first let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you know the beginning from the end. So, Lord, we lean in on you right now. We throw ourselves onto your care. Lord, resting and trusting in you, knowing that you are the author and finisher of our faith. Now, Lord, as we hold on to you, we ask that you would have, we thank you for anointing this class and anointing this time in your word, that we would speak a word, and for all those that are listening, that you would receive something from this word that's spoken today. Now, Lord, we decrease and we allow you to increase. Have your way. And let no flesh be glorified in your sight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 What a beautiful day today. I mean, it is Amen. summer in Michigan in August. Uh, it doesn't get much better than this. We thank you, Lord, for this is a day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. I'm glad to be here and thank you all for coming out today. This lesson is short, so you need to pay attention for, the, for these nuggets are coming and we won't be before you long today. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're talking about transformation of our thinking. Mm -hmm. Transformation of our thinking by the power and the love of God. Amen. 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 Next slide. This is the uh, A version of this particular verse found in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 in the King James Version. And I just want to pull off the first part of this. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. We're all familiar with this statue of the thinker. He's pondering. He's, and we've all been in this position. The mind is an amazing tool that is given to us from God. Mm -hmm. We can use the mind for imagination, for creativity, for uh, memories. And it's just a, it's a blessing that we are rational beings and this mind is really called our soul, mm -hmm. our thinker, our chooser. It's, it's that realm in which our emotions come from and it is not who we are, but it is a part of us. And our mind is a receiver. Mm -hmm. It receives from God, it receives from the world, it receives from the senses. So this is like command central for most people. Mm -hmm. But for those of us who believe, it is our spirit Amen. that we live from. 
not our mind. Our spirit is attached. I mean, our mind is attached to our spirit. Right. So we try, we strive to be led by our spirits, not our minds. Amen. And our spirits are the part where God dwells inside of us. And of course, we live in these bodies. Amen. And guess what, y'all? We're going to get a new body. We won't look like this forever. You know, you know, if we if this was all we had left to the deal, sad shape we would be in. Amen. But we we get a new body, a new life mm -hmm. in Christ. Amen. So this scripture says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you think about this word, anytime you see the E-T-H or the T-H on the on the end of a word, that is a continuous process. So that continuous process means that if I think that I'm great, I will be great. If I think that I'm nothing, I will be nothing. So however you think, those thoughts that you're playing over and over and over in your mind, that's what you will become. So it is important, this is the crux of the whole lesson, to make sure you do not have stinking thinking, to make sure that your thinking lines up with the Word of God. Amen. Next. Being born again is the most important thing in life for us to do. This is the only act that will assure us of eternal life and to make heaven our home. There will be no change or transformation in our earthly lives until we renew our minds and begin to think differently. Transformation means change. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, even myself, I've got caught up into this. I try to change from the outside to in, mm -hmm. but actually we're changed from the inside to out. You know, throughout my life, you know, I've gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight. Now I'm exercising, now I'm not. You know, lukewarm, hot, then cold, all these were my efforts. But when I actually began to speak to the inner man and move from the inner man, then I would see a transformative change in my life. Amen. And then the outside would reflect it. Amen. We cannot use old thoughts with a new life. Right. When you're born again, you're a new creature in Christ. The Bible says old things have passed away and all things became new. Amen. And you say, wait a minute, I still, you know, got, you know, this thing in my hip or, I, you know, my hair is gone. I thought I was going to be new. That's, that's the hour. We're new creatures on the inside. But we can work on the hour. But we must work on the inside Amen. to continue to grow into this process, this transformation. And it's an ongoing process. Right. And remember, like we said, the theme of this is all connected to what you think. Mm -hmm. We cannot think the way the world thinks and expect to make heaven our home. Right. And we all know that. It's, it's an unprecedented time. They probably said this 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. This unprecedented times. 
And we're saying it now. It just seems like things are happening faster and faster. Uh, we all know about what just happened the other day with the airplane. Wow. The hand of God stayed that. Yes. You know, we thank God for that. Amen. We were coming back from uh, going, coming back from east, going west on 94, and we seen all these cars lined up along the service drive. And I knew it had something to do with the air show. Mm -hmm. But God, God's hand prevailed in the safety. That, that whole situation could have been different. Right. But things are happening as we're speaking all over the world. And now information is more available. So all, the, all this information is coming into our minds. Uh, they used to tell us, guard your eyes, guard your ears, and they call them gates, because those are entrance into you, what goes inside of you. Mm -hmm. The way we look at things, we have a filter around our eyes and around our ears, and it's called the Word of God. Amen. We have to judge the things we see and hear by the word of God and see if it lines up with God. Amen. You know, because the world, if you really know, they're just trying to sell you something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to make a profit off you. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you if you know, oh man, medicine, you know, medicine, all, oh, you know, if you got this ailment, buy this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to, you know, be successful, drive this kind of car. If you're hungry, they'll, they'll make, you know, a piece of food look real delicious because it's working on these senses. Mm -hmm. So we'll run out and buy fast food. Right. Right. But we have to guard our heart. Amen. Even when we get news that isn't so wonderful for us sometimes, then with that news, we have to accept that news. But then we still have to apply the word of God to that news to 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 kind of. Uh, soothe our hearts and to kind of help us to um, get to that place in faith that we need in order to go from that faith to the next step of faith. So news sometimes is just how you look at it. It's from a perspective. It, we know that it is a reality to it, but at the same time, it's it's a it, there's a scripture in the Bible that says guard your heart. And when we guard our heart, we don't allow everything that comes to us that is bad to just take over the heart it will go in the heart and it will penetrate and a lot of things hurt us but at the same time we cannot become overwhelmed by that thing that is hurting us we have to allow the our faith to take us from faith to faith and we have to allow the word of god to soothe our hearts okay go to the next slide the mind controls our destiny. What we choose to meditate on will control the direction of our lives. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is essential to our success that we focus on the word of God. And let's look at the scripture out of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Amen. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Amen. 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 And, and there's a key in this. Let this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Amen. There is a connection between your mouth. 
your mind and the, and the things that you see in reality. Things that are seen are affected by things that are not seen. Go to the next slide. And with that, and what we say have an effect on what we see. Uh, just say, for instance, if you get some bad news, and that's not really what you want for your life, we have the ability to, instead of saying what we see, we can say what the Word of God says and say what we want through the Word of God. Amen. Okay? Uh, we have a practice of that. When certain things uh, we're watching the news or we're watching TV, we talk back to the TV. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when, Amen. We, we don't have to accept everything that comes across. When they say, you know, the sky is falling, we say, no, God's hand is going to hold that storm back Amen. from us. Amen. We speak to the winds. We speak to the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. we, we use what God has given us because he's given us dominion. Over this earth. Over this earth. Mm -hmm. Not over each other, mm -hmm. but over this earth. Right. And we speak to spirits. Amen. Because we're a spirit mm -hmm. and we speak. Amen. Because that's we were created in the image of our Father, who is a spirit. Mm -hmm. And he spoke. Amen. And whatever he said is going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. So that's why we guard our words and make sure we're saying what God says. Amen. So we can have what we say. Not what we see. Amen. It has been said, watch or sow your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your action. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, Amen. it becomes your destiny. And it's, this has been said in many different ways, sow a thought, reap an action, you know, different th different ways. But there is, there are laws, spiritual laws in nature. Sowing and reaping is one. Uh, and we, we sow it, we are the sower, we sow the word of God. So we speak the word of God. So we can expect to return on the word of God. And this, this whole part about destiny, it's in, it's in the power of our tongue. Mm -hmm. What does it say in, I believe, is, is it Psalms or Proverbs? Death and life, Proverbs, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. So we're very careful about what we say. Mm -hmm. uh, whose report shall you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. His report says, I am filled. I am free. So I, I, I say what God says. And usually when you try to talk with most people, and for instance, uh, we're coming in contract negotiations and everybody, oh, we're going on strike this, that, and the other. I say, it's going to be all right. I say, God has... God has all of this and, you know, they're going to share the wealth with the workers and the company's going to prosper and we're going to put ourselves in a position to go forth. So I speak life into the situation. I don't speak fear. Mm -hmm. I don't speak, oh, what are we going to do? 
because I believe that Jesus has been made wisdom unto us, mm -hmm. and wisdom is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. <laughs> yes. yes. So since Jesus has been made wisdom, and he said, if anybody lacks wisdom, let them ask me. So hey, it's easy to just get on the winning side. Mm -hmm. The fight has already been finished. Amen. The Lord has already won. Right. Now you can go along with what everybody else is saying, or you could just get your tongue in line with what God is saying and live your life through that, even though it may not look like it. Because we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. faith. Amen. Amen. So this says, so a thought, and your thoughts become your words. So now we have to look at words differently. We have the word so, right? So if we're sowing something, we have to think about what we're sowing. And if we're sowing words, then those words are like seeds. And those seeds have to fall on some type of ground. And so everything that we say is going to manifest something. It's going to bring forth a harvest. So our words are going to bring forth some kind of a harvest. So it is impertinent that we use our, that we wield our words in a, in a manner that we can receive the fruit of God's word. And another thing I was thinking about, do you believe what you say? Right. Or do you say what you believe? Think about that. A lot of people say, oh, that, I'm sick and tired of that. Mm -hmm. Are you really sick and tired? Do you believe what you're saying? Oh, that just kills me when they do. Oh, I'm fed up. <laughs> do, do you really believe that or are you just saying stuff that you heard other people say? Mm -hmm. If your words have power, you're actually speaking a uh, curse over yourself. You're not speaking life to yourself if you're saying something's killing you, making you sick, or getting on your nerves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to get into the habit of saying what we believe. Amen. And believing what we say. Amen. Our words, they said, you know, I believe it's in the gospel. We're going to give account for every word. Every word. <laughs> every idle word. Idle word. That means an unproductive <laughs> word. Actually, words weren't meant for just, you know, foolish talk. They were meant to be creative tools mm -hmm. given to us by God, which we use to, to traverse, create. to create and traverse this world. So sometimes people say, man, you're kind of quiet. I say, when I speak, I want people to listen. I'm going to have something to say. I'm just not going to say foolishness. I did that a whole lot in my life. So I don't want to sow those kind of seeds anymore. If I have an opportunity, I try to speak life to the situation. Okay. Here we are. We have power of using the words and you know our words are affected by what's in our minds because as we think, we speak, I think, therefore I speak. Mm -hmm. And we have an enemy. The enemy. Starts. The enemy starts by attacking a man's mind. That's where, that's the battleground. That's where, that, that's where he can... Um, get into our heads and the only way that he can actually get into our heads is by patterns that we've shown him because he is not a know-all God like the God that we have 
So when we show him patterns and we do the same thing repeatedly, we're showing him how he can attack, attack us. So it, it, it's really vital when, when, you're, when you see that, when the, the Bible said when the spirit comes in like a flood, the, when, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. So when the enemy comes in, it is important for you to grab hold to the horns of the altar, as my husband always says, and get into that word and just stay there until you feel a release from God. Because he's gonna he's gonna come, but he don't he don't know all. He don't he just know what we show him. He just know what we tell him. And he's that's the same you know influence. That's that's the same way he uses uh, the airways to influence us to go opposite of God's word. Mm -hmm. You know the scripture says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven verse three. But I fear, lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Mm -hmm. Deceive, making something see one way when it's actually not. Right. And the word uh, wicked, comes from wicker furniture, something that's yeah, something that's twisted together. So he may take a little bit of truth mm -hmm. and twist it Amen. and try to influence us to say opposite of what's going on with God or to ponder on the things that are opposite of God. Amen. The devil attacks our minds. Next. The devil attacks our minds because our imaginations, our thoughts, our brains, our commands central that propel us to act and do. You can affect the way a man thinks. You got, you got control over it. Mm -hmm. If you can get a man worrying, in fear, uh, depressed, then you have, him, you have him under your thumb. Mm -hmm. But if a man knows who he is, a man, when I say man, I mean mankind man or woman, mm -hmm. knows who they are in Christ and they begin to see themselves as God sees them as being victorious as being an overcomer then they can't be twisted with lies and craftiness because they can stand firm on their identity in Christ Amen. because remember I said we look at the outer and we try to identify ourselves by our outward man, but actually we're the inward man should lead us and guide us. So the world will point to what they see on the outside, but God knows the heart. That's what the scripture says. God looks at the heart of a man. Not to, not the blood pump, not the organ, but his inner spirit, his deceit of his inner being. And the place where, and if you're born again, that's where God dwells. Right. The mind can reach into the past through memories, and the mind can reach into the future through imaginations. And the scripture that lines up with that is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, 
Strongholds are those things that happen to us that we cannot seem to shake. Verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Can you imagine yourself bringing every thought that you have into the obedience of Christ? So if you think in something way out left field, then you pull that thought in. You snatch it back into the obedience of Christ and it will line up. And then you will, you, you, you'll have a whole different perspective when you pull those thoughts in and you don't just let them go awry like that. When we bring thoughts into captivity, we can create or imagine a new life in Christ. And how do you deal with your thoughts? If you know, all of us have had crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. We used to say, if we could see the veil of everybody's, behind the veils of everybody's <laughs> mind in here and what they're thinking, we'd be like, ooh. <laughs> right. But we can... We don't fight thoughts with other thoughts. Right. We fight thoughts with, with words. I speak to my mind. I speak mm -hmm. to the thoughts. Mm -hmm. There's been a, a, I've heard said by preachers, birds fly over your head, but you don't, you don't let them build a nest yet. on your head. <laughs> so thoughts will come, come to your mind because we've exposed ourselves to so much, you know, thoughts that we would be ashamed and let people know we were thinking that. We have to cast that down. Right, right. You know, on my work, on my way to work, it's a thought that comes in the sideways. I say, I cast that down in the name of Jesus. Right. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus is against that. And yes. so, so I'm actually speaking into the atmosphere, right. battling what's coming, trying to come into my mind. Because if you ponder on a thing, right. if you think about it, like we said earlier, you are sowing that thought into your mind. And then eventually you're going to act on that thought. Right. So you can't just let those thoughts sit there. you got to say something back to them. Speak you to gotta them. you got to say something out loud to them. You Open gotta, your mouth. You, gotta, you have to say, no, that is not what I want for my life. This is what I want for my life. And just speak to that thing. So in Psalms 119, verses 105 through 112, by your words, I can see where I'm going they throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself and I'll never turn back from living by my righteous or by your righteous order. Everything's falling apart on me. God put me together again with your word. Adorn me with your finest sayings. God teach me your holy rules. My life is as close as my own hands, but I don't forget what you have revealed. The wicked do their best to throw me off track, but I don't swerve an inch from your courts. I inherited your book of living. It's mine forever. What a gift and how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I always have and always will. And that's from the Message Bible. Just think that was kind of wordy. But there was a lot of meat in that. A lot of meat. And this platform doesn't give us time to just really take this apart and, and dissect this. But Psalms 119 is one of the longest psalms in the Bible. And it talks about the power of the word of God. I would suggest that you take time 
and spend some time in Psalms 119. Amen. Allow it to speak to you. Because mm -hmm. you got to understand when a person, the person that wrote this is David, and he was going through. And when you're going through, can you see yourself in any of these verses? Mm -hmm. Can you see uh, yourself, you know, going, you know, things are falling apart. Yeah, walking in the dark, you know. Can you see, and walking in the dark, darkness refers to not knowing where you're going. Mm -hmm. Ignorance. Mm -hmm. You know, why is this happening to me? Everything's falling apart. Mm -hmm. But you look to the word of God to put you back together. Mm -hmm. Because troubles do come. Right. If you live in this life, you're going to experience some tribulation. Right. You know, Christ suffered. We must also suffer. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you that, you know, everything is, is you know, going to be a bed of roses. But we overcome we overcome. That's Psalms 119. Take spend some time in that. Okay, and we want to go to this part of transformation is how to experience the love of God. Go ahead. One of the most powerful aspects of a personal relationship with God is our faith in his love for us. One of the most powerful aspects of a personal relationship with God is our faith in his love for us. Remember, God's love for us is what we build our personal relationship with him on. We must be, careful, we must be mindful not to get too deep when we relate to God. His love is simple, straightforward, and unconditional when we believe it. Miracles start breaking out when we know God. From firsthand experience, we're empowered to do things beyond our natural capabilities. This includes loving people when they do unlovable things. We all know people that do unlovable things and make it hard to love them. And and we but we have to forgive them. Even when they hurt us, we still have to forgive them. Because God is love. And God, he, 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 in his word, he shares with us, don't allow the sun to go down on your wrath. Because sometimes, sometimes it's just that simple. It might not seem that simple, but it is simply just that simple to just say, okay, I forgive you, and then get a good night's nice rest, right? Sometimes you might not even be able to talk about the situation right then. But you know what? I mean, we don't forgive for the other person. We forgive for ourselves. We forgive for ourselves to keep our own hearts clean, to keep our own minds clean, to keep ourselves right in, the, in, uh, in our relationship with God. Experiencing his love is guaranteed in transformation, in, to trans, wait, excuse me. Experiencing his love is guaranteed to transform us in ways rule keeping and self effort cannot. The rule keeping and self effort when we try to do it ourselves, we, we, we just can't do it. But God heals any issue in our lives and turns brokenness into wholeness. Once we encounter his goodness, we will never be the same ever again. Glory to God. You know, and the key part of this, when we believe in it, when we believe that God loves me. Right. Unconditional. But what puts us in that unconditional purpose, position is when we make Jesus the Lord of our lives. Making Jesus Lord. Yes, because then we begin to see God. God begins to see us through the blood of Jesus. Right. That perfect sacrifice. 
and he doesn't see us as we see ourselves, but he sees us through the blood of Jesus. Making Jesus Lord is a, is, is a place that we come, when we make Jesus Lord, that's a place that we come to that's called surrender. When you surrender to Jesus, you're giving your life to Jesus in order for him to make everything right. You're not trying to really fix it, but you are praying about it. You're believing God for the best possible outcome. But in, in surrender, you have to allow, you have to really rest. And in resting, you have to allow God to uh, go and arrest that situation even, to, to make that whole situation right. Because we can't fix everything, but God knows the beginning from the end, so he, he, is, he is able to make it right for us. Philippians 2.13 for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, not what pleases us. Amen. Amen. And I want to share this with you. It's not on the slide. But this is from 1 John chapter 4. And we're going to start at uh, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth, remember that E-T-H means continuous, everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God, and he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. And with tying it in with that last verse, God works with us to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. In Romans, I believe it's Romans 5 somewhere. The love of God in the King James says shed abroad in our hearts mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit which he's given us. Amen. So God has given us the ability to love. Mm -hmm. And knowing that love that God has for us we can walk victorious in this life and we will be transformed. Amen. The love of God mm -hmm. shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which he's given us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to go beyond ourselves and operate through faith, not through our own efforts, mm -hmm. but through the love of God. Love those, he said, you know, love, we even say, what is that? Love your enemies. Let's pray for them to despitefully use you. God's ways are not our ways. Amen. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. But when we line up with what he wants, when we're obedient to him, we can walk in that love. And this is the last thing I want to say. Perfect love or mature love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. 
And fear is a devil's faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So with fear, it's impossible to please God. Amen. We must walk by faith. And you don't have any problem. All you need is faith in God. Amen. So I wanted to, he made a statement that says, go beyond yourself. So we have emotions, right? So, and a lot of times um, we try to maintain them or try to control them or whatever. So when we go beyond ourselves, that's one of those things that you don't have the ability to do it by yourself. When you go beyond what you're feeling, walking, walking with God can help you go beyond yourself. Walking with God can help you um, with all of those feelings that are not good and you know you're hurting, you know you're hurting, but at the same time, when you lean into God, then he leans into you and then he will help you with all those feelings. And that's what it actually means when he said, go beyond yourself. So it's not a self-effort thing, but it's a God thing when you go beyond yourself. And as we, like I said, we will be short. And I'm gonna close, I'm gonna close with this. I just wanna share with you guys. Uh, the last time we were supposed to teach, uh, my mother had passed. And uh, when she, she had finally, she struggled for the last four years with her health. She finally, you know, decided, okay, you know, medicine, you can only go so far. And uh, so she was in hospice for about five weeks. And not hospice is not, you know, just right there at the end. That means they just keep you comfortable. And the thing that I thank God so much for, uh, she felt better not being under all that medication. Right. And her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, you know, they would just come by and minister to her, you know. So they, so, you know, it was written, and she went quick, but when she was... At the end, her great-grandson, her grandson, son-in-law, me, one of her granddaughters, and one of the friends from where she was living at, we were around her bed and we were singing, down at the cross where my Savior died. Just going through all the old hymns, under the blood, there's power in the name of Jesus. And you could see the peace come over her. And we're just singing these old songs. Amen. And, you know, my mother had the opportunity to see me born twice. Once back in 1957 and once when I was about 30-something. She was right there when I got born again. 1989. But, you know, and I thank her because if it had not been for her relationship with God, I wouldn't be here today, Amen. you know. So we we had a service for you know memorial service, and you know you can't stay here, Amen. but you can make the mark in life. Amen. Everything you say and do, you're making an impression. Your children, their grandchildren, 
your children's children. The people, when you're going through, it's how you go through. Know who you are. Know your identity. You are put here on purpose. Your life has meaning. Each and every one of us. You are important to God. He had you in his mind before you were a twinkle in your father's eye. So we're here on assignment. We're on assignment to give him glory and to share his love. And it says, this is the identifier that we know we belong to him as we love one another. Amen. And remember this, God loved the world. He might not approve of what they were doing, but he loved them. So, so he gave. So we, we might not approve of what we see going around, but we're still required to love people. Because you might be the only Jesus that somebody sees in this life. Amen. Make, go out there and make a mark in this world. Amen. Follow, follow God. Follow God. Let him lead you and guide you. Speak life in a situation. Because mm -hmm. you are citizens of another kingdom. And you have power and authority in this kingdom. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you thank for the you, blood Jesus. of Jesus. We thank you that every situation that people are going through right now, that the saints of God will wield the word of God as a sword and will use that to speak a word in season that will come to an expected end. And we thank you, Lord, for restoration. We thank you for mindset free. We thank you for restoring and healing and deliverance, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you.